Are you sitting on like a bouncy ball? Because you keep yeah, bouncing I am. up and down. So you might see me, yeah, How moving fun. up and down. I'm on a yoga ball right now. How so. is that for your core? Is your core feeling super, uh, <laughs> super buff? Uh, yeah, it's only gotten better and better. My back, it, my back is increasingly sore from like the bending and lifting all over that like, uh, my body isn't used to. So it's probably really yeah. good for me to be strengthening <laughs> the core on the yoga ball right now. <laughs> You're going to get the opposite of a dad bod. You're going to get like uh, ripped abs and, and your arms are going to be like from lifting your kid. They're going to be super buff. It's going to be great. P90X? What about P90 dad? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Here we go. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Curious Church Podcast. Um, uh, you know, there's only one thing really that you can say at a time we're, like this. We're, we're back. back. That's right. Um, I wonder if anyone still listens to Curious Church Podcast, Matt. I just told someone last night that there was a new episode coming and they were excited about it. So shout, oh, out, good. shout out to Luke White, who still holds a flame for the Curious Church podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks, Luke. That's great. It's, you know, it's great to hear from people um, when you don't see them as often, you know, as you used to in normal times. So it's great to hear from people and know that, that they're out there living lives, yeah. uh, being healthy, listening to, uh, listening to the podcast. Uh, I, I feel like we should get our guest like in the mix right away. What do you think about that? Yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm feeling a little rusty, a little podcast rust here. So there's nothing uh, like bringing in a third voice to really shake off that rust. It's sort of the, uh, <laughs> it's I don't I don't know what you put on rust to clean it, but if there was a product that you do that with for all you handy people out there, this person is going to be that for us. She's like our steel wool, maybe. Oh, yes, that's good. Steel, the steel wool of the Curious Church podcast. <laughs> it's a good nickname. Yeah. Welcome, Maddie Trivets. Yeah, Maddie. So we're welcoming her not just to the podcast, but to uh, a whole new world of uh, staff life at Granite Springs Church. Yeah, uh, Maddie. Do you want to? Do you want to tell us? Oh, I should say really before we start. We are still recording remotely, listeners. So if it feels like we're talking over each other, if it sounds like we're all in closets, if it sounds like Matt's got a giant blanket hanging up behind him and he's at home and I'm at home and Maddie's at the office, you know, that's 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 exactly what's happening. So very perceptive <laughs> of you, listener. <laughs> uh, Maddie, say hi. Introduce yourself a little bit. Hi. Um I'm pretty nervous. I've never been on a podcast, but I've spent the past few weeks really doing a deep dive in the Curious Church podcast to kind of get oriented. Smart. That so, is something we require of every guest. Every guest must feel, listen to at least 15 episodes. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm entering something like really like kind of sacred since I spent so much time. Like I feel like I'm friends with you all, but just through the podcast. Yeah, you feel a little starstruck, and that's normal. That's totally normal. Uh, a lot of people, they listen to their heroes, um, and they feel like they know them really well. And then when you, you know, you're face-to-face -face with people that you admire so much, it can be a little intimidating, and, and I totally get it. I yeah, totally no, get it. I, you nailed it. I just, <laughs> I just made right. a note. I just made a note that this is the first time the Curious Church podcast has ever been called Sacred. Ever. <laughs> so thank you yeah Maddie. maddie's off to a great start great, great start. start maddie why are yes. you here not on the podcast yeah. let's talk about why why you're at grand springs why i'm at grand springs um so i'm actually the new youth director at um grand springs church and um following q who's leaving some big shoes to fill um but yeah, I'm excited to be here. I'm from the West Coast originally. I'm from Roseville. But most recently, I was living in um, New Jersey. So not as great a place. Um, and now I'm <laughs> back on the West Coast with my family and just moved to Lincoln. So. We and that's, that's, that's what she says that 
She says that with apologies to all of our New Jersey listeners. We know. Yeah, our New Jersey listeners. Yeah. She didn't mean it. I did. What was what was one thing that you (laughs) liked about New Jersey? You know, it's funny. I my husband Kyle and I were trying to think like our last night in Princeton, what we would miss most about Princeton and. It was kind of hard to think of something. Oh, man. I think we also, like, people love New Jersey because it's so close to the beach and it's so close to New York City, um, both of which were essentially closed and shut down when we were there. Right. The the COVID. So um, I think we'll just miss, I liked walking around the campus, seeing all the old buildings, getting Mm. the coffee, feeling smart, going into the big libraries. Yeah. Feeling smart. I'll miss feeling smart, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> old old buildings so, are a little less common out the, out this side, out this true, coast. Unfortunately. So, yeah. so tell us a little bit more about, I mean, there was a specific reason you were living in New Jersey. It wasn't just you wanted, like, uh, to live in a, a different state. Yeah. What were you doing there? Yeah, so I was um, doing a Master's of Divinity program at Princeton Seminary. Um, which is like a three-year program to learn how to lead in the church and master the divine, essentially. So just getting extra holy. And now you're done. Now you're done. It's good. And now I'm done. Now I've, it's, yeah, I'm the holiest it's been I'll ever be. <laughs> and, uh, and you've moved in. You have, uh, you have a husband. I have a husband Kyle. named Kyle, yes. Yeah. Um, Kyle's a high school English teacher. Okay. So we both, I guess, are just going to be hanging out a lot with high school students, which is really fun. Yeah, um, that's true. And I have a 10-month-old son. Well, he's not quite 10 months. He'll be 10 months in like eight days. Um, six days. Oh, gosh. Math is hard. <laughs> six days. Um, and his name's Theodore. And he skipped Excellent. his nap this morning, so I'm not too pleased with him. But Oh, it's Okay. okay. Coming on, well, later we're going to talk about beefs. So, you know, just save all your complaints about your son until that segment. Oh, perfect. Uh, that's the perfect place to just really air out some grievances. But, yeah. yeah. Maddie, we're super excited you're here, uh, both at Grant Springs and also on the Curious Church podcast. We wanted to have you on as soon as possible, both so that people could get to know you, like Granite Springs people, but also because since you've mastered the divine, we figure you'll have something to say about whatever we talk about. So that's that's really yeah. good. Finally, yeah. we bring on an expert. Aaron and I have just been floundering for 50 episodes. And it's like, finally, it's time to really kick things up. I have I have not mastered the divine. <laughs> the divine has been in total control of me <laughs> yeah. since the beginning. Uh, I think, Matt, we should also quick mention to the listener that uh, there's been a, a, a momentous change in your life as well since our last episode. Yeah. So, um, yeah, folks who kind of know you personally probably already know this information, but for our, our listeners uh, in New Jersey and all around the globe, <laughs> what's, uh, what's new? What's new with you? Yeah, the big change is I'm recording this in our guest closet. So last time I was in our bedroom closet, but now I'm in the guest closet. And yeah, the reason for so that is the pretty big change. deal. The, the reason for that is the bigger change. And that's because uh, we, Oliver, our son, entered the world at the end of June. And so he is sleeping in our, not our bedroom closet, to be clear. He's just sleeping in, in our bedroom. So They don't need that much space. Closets are fine. Yeah, actually, he would fit just fine. But yeah, so there's a new Tim's on this earth for good or for ill. Another another brief round of applause. Yay! Yay for Oliver. Yeah, good job, Oliver. Yes. Yes. And everyone's well, yeah? Everyone's well. Yeah. yeah. He got us up a little yeah. bit earlier than we would have liked this morning. So, you know, it is a little bit day by day, hour by hour sometimes. But I think for now, uh-huh. we are all well. It's time for a little segment that we call and have always called... What's your beef? I like chicken and turkey with cheddar. I like a tofu burger, but bacon is better. So what's your beef? Do we have a guest go first? I think that's a great idea. All right, Maddie. Give us your beef. Well, maybe I should just say at the top a little bit. I debated whether this was the segment to do in these times because, uh, you know, there is a version of... (laughs) 
Do you, is there a little tonal dissonance to just sit here and complain about meaningless things when there are yeah. really significant uh, pain points in our world? And my conclusion yeah. was, absolutely. When, <laughs> when else are you going to complain about meaningless things except on the Curious Church podcast? So I did, I did suggest that we just kind of, we shoot, you know, for tonally light. I think I called them low-fat patties of beef. Uh, yeah. You know, so we, just, just to acknowledge up front, these are, this is... A somewhat trivial segment, but we're not making light of uh, everything else in the world. These are like uh, vegetarian burgers, <laughs> veggie burgers. <laughs> yeah, these are like beyond beyond meat <laughs> beefs. There you go, beyond uh, beef. These are beyond beefs. So give us your beyond beef, Maddie. Oh gosh, I will say, like when you first brought that up, I felt like I didn't have that much to complain about. And truly, it's hardly been like 24 hours, and I'm like, oh my gosh, there's so many things I want to complain about, which is so sad. Yeah, once you start thinking about it, it is it is a dangerous road to walk down. Yeah, I've been walking around today like, oh, I got to add that to my beef list. <laughs> but um, so now I'm like really torn between quite a few. I think, though, I'm going to go with the most recent um, experience I had just about 35 minutes ago. Um, so as we all mentioned, I'm new to Granite Springs, and today was the first day I got to the office before anyone else, and that meant I had to do the alarm system by myself, which I had practiced leaving with Q one time, so I thought I knew how to do the code, thought it was going to be fine, um, so I unlocked the door, which... Um, last week was like a really big step for me because my keys weren't working last week and I had to have other people open the door. So I was like, okay, I open the door, I'm inside, and then the alarm starts counting down. So I like go over to the little keypad and I put what I'm pretty confident was my code in and then I press the wrong like option for what to do next with the alarm system. So it starts blaring off and that alarm is super loud. Don't know if anyone else has falsely set it off. Um, my ears are still ringing a little bit. So I guess my beef is just, it's not really with the alarm system. It's more with myself and my own <laughs> incompetence because I knew that I was going to set that alarm off and, and I did. Do you feel but. like this is a this is a one time beef, or do you think this is going to be a serial beef? Like you're const constantly being frustrated. I'm worried it's going to be a serial beef. I'm I'm pretty worried that I'm going to be the one constantly setting off the alarm. So well, you you believed it and you achieved it. Yeah, you know, like you knew it was going to happen, and then you 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 put your eye on the prize, mm -hmm. and then uh, it came to fruition. Yeah, I just wanted yeah. like a big entrance, I guess. Just yeah, I'm gonna be honest with you, Maddie. Today on the phone, because Maddie called me, I, I wouldn't say in a full panic, but in a in a slight, <laughs> a slight, slightly anxious state, and was like, I just set off the alarm, and that was the first time I'd heard the alarm was through the phone. So it was really an honor for me. I hadn't had a chance to to hear that before. So thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Who's next? Uh, Matt. Okay, go ahead. I can go. My, mine's lame. I, I know that already. But part of this whole uh, crazy uh, season has been that suddenly all of us who kind of do church work are uh, also like film producers. Each week we have to record ourselves. And then Aaron is really the main producer because he edits everything together. Um, but here's here's my beef. The... Okay, how to how to put this exactly? I have an Android phone, and I have an Apple laptop. The fact that those two devices do not easily speak to each other in any straightforward way is the most ridiculous thing. Yes, the most ridiculous thing of all the ridiculous <laughs> things. It's so ridiculous. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense in this age where technology can do where my phone has more computing power than what sent the Apollo mission to the moon. It is still <laughs> unable to easily talk to my laptop. It's just ridiculous. Mm. So partly yeah. what really exacerbated this for me is a couple of weeks ago, I was recording a sermon and I had to record it three times. I recorded the first time and the angle wasn't good. And Q said, Matt, the angle's not good. So I re-recorded that second oh, time. Thanks, Q. 
The second time, my phone died. Uh, so I've now preached the sermon twice. The third time, I borrowed Q's phone. And Q, and so I used his phone, which was an iPhone. And then I thought, okay, how do I get this onto my computer? And it was so easy. It was just a little airdrop from this iPhone to my laptop, and I was done. And I thought, that's unbelievably easy. Why cannot these two, I recognize they're different companies. I recognize I'm in a capitalist system, and I probably benefit from their competition in untold ways. But this is like, <laughs> let's, just, let's just put the swords down, folks, and have a nice peaceful chat and work out a way to easily move a file from my phone to my laptop. Hmm. That's my beef. Pretty good. Pretty good. A, tech, a technology beef. A it's, technology it's a classic beef. category. <laughs> it, is, it is. There's lots to complain about when it comes to technology, even while it's amazing. Uh, I've been trying to live overall in my life a, uh, a, life, you know, a life of gratitude, uh, to recognize how blessed I am and uh, to, to, to not be complaining as much. Uh, and you know to find find the good in in situations and the good in people. Um, now, Matt, you know as you alluded, in, in the midst of a, a global pandemic, uh, it's it's pretty easy to find things that uh, I think are maybe wrong with the world. But I'm not gonna like you said, we're not gonna go like that route today. Mm-hmm. Um, so my my beef today is. You know when you get when you have like a brand new bath towel that's all soft and fuzzy, mm-hmm. and then like um, a cup after you wash it a couple times, it gets all uh, dry and and brittle and coarse. Yeah, I hate that. That's my beef. That is a good beef. Yeah, yeah. You you're at the store. You get the plushest of comfy bath towels. You think, wow, yeah. this is going to change my routine for the yep. rest of my life and you've got about like a week of pleasant drying and then it's over maybe I shouldn't wash my towels <laughs> that's you know that's technically probably I think the problem if the water on you is clean at the end of like a shower isn't yeah that, aren't you washing it every time you dry yourself I feel like there's <sighs> you're right there. you're drying yourself but you're washing the towel that's amazing yeah oh I've been wasting so much time <laughs> washing towels okay that's a that's great so, so, so smart. All right. Time for our, uh, time for our curious conversation, I would say. Um, nice. And I thought, Matt, if you wouldn't mind just setting this up a little bit, because we're kind of revisiting a topic we've talked about before, but uh, it's, it feels not only uh, it's got sort of infinite amount of conversation that could, that could surround it, but also uh, it in this, uh, in, in, pandemic times, it becomes almost a totally different topic. So, uh, will you want to tell, tell us a little bit more? Yeah. I wish the, I wish, you know, the title of the episode is, is probably going to be related to the subject, but I, Uh, in my mind's eye, I'm hoping that the listener didn't read it and is just trying to guess right now from your description, what we possibly (laughs) could be talking about. Um, I don't know why I had to set it up like so suspensefully. No, You're I right. Love, it's going to be pretty it. obvious from the we top. We need like some kind of building music under that kind of setup, you know, like some mystery, uh, the oh, mystery yeah. theater or something. Uh, no, I so I, I well, let, let me even do, let me keep it ambiguous for a little bit longer and say, you know, we wanted to have Maddie on. And so I went to Maddie and I said, hey, think about some things you'd be interested in talking about on the Curious Church podcast. Um, because that felt like a hospitable move to not just dictate what she was going to talk about. And so she came back with a bunch of good ideas, some of which I think we'll for sure talk about in the future uh, with Maddie, to be clear. Aaron and I aren't just going to steal her good ideas and have our own private conversations. (laughs) Uh, But she suggested that we talk about Sabbath as uh, one of many good possibilities. And to me, as soon as she said that, it felt like if you go back into the archives, you can find two episodes where we have talked about Sabbath in the past. But we are in such a unique season with respect to how to think about Sabbath. And also right now, actually, we've been doing these things at Granite Springs throughout the year called deepening practices. And Sabbath is actually this season's deepening practice. So it made sense on a number of levels to kind of revisit and think about it a little bit more. So if you haven't listened to those earlier episodes, I think they're episodes 17 and 20. You don't have to listen to those episodes as a precursor for this conversation. But if you want to, Certainly, I mean, we always welcome your downloads and listens. But to kind of summarize a little bit, I think we debated a bit kind of what Sabbath looked like, what 
uh, an actual practice should kind of be, but we landed pretty uh, constantly, I think, back at Eugene Peterson's framing where he talks about praying and playing as kind of a helpful framing idea for the Sabbath. Um, but then, of course, it becomes a good question. What does praying and playing look like in a pandemic? So I thought we could have a conversation and maybe start, you know, Maddie's coming. She's mastered the divine. So we could benefit, yes. I think, from just some general insight. And she sent me some notes. And uh, as I read it, one of the things that she kind of linked Sabbath with initially. So this is a question that's coming to you, Maddie. Uh, she links Sabbath with remembering, which I thought was really interesting because if you talk about Sabbath, where my mind initially goes is rest. And so, Maddie, I'm really curious, this connection that you made with Sabbath and remembering, like what is it about those two ideas that you see going together and, and why? What's going on there, you think? Yeah. Um, so I think that it's not that I, I don't find Sabbath and rest to be somewhat synonymous, but I think... For me, it's helpful to think about Sabbath as a practice of rest, and rest is the remembering or the recognizing who we are, um, that God calls us beloved children and is calling us home. And that's Sabbath is kind of like the practice of that. So it seems like, and even in just listening back to episodes, 17 and 20, um, when we talk about Sabbath, we talk so much about what we can do or what we can't do, like what the Sabbath should be, what we should I'm be all doing, about that. what we shouldn't be doing. Yeah. Just, I'm all about you know, the rules. More rules. Give all me the rules, the rules, baby. <laughs> yeah. And so for me in thinking about Sabbath like that, it just causes a lot of anxiety and kind of like, what, what do I do? This is like my special Sabbath day. And I get so caught up in like, I shouldn't be doing this and I should be doing that. That then I like lose focus on our true resting place, which is Christ. So I think in thinking about rest as recognizing and remembering who we are and who God calls us to be, we then can practice Sabbath. And so Sabbath is like this practice of resting. And it's like in Sabbath, okay, we give up maybe checking our email or we don't exercise or whatever it might be. We're kind of practicing a giving up of these things that distract us from who we really are. So it's like Sabbath is intentional practice of rest. And in that practice, we remember who we are and we celebrate who God is and what God has done in the world and in creation and in our own lives. So those are some thoughts. I don't know if that was helpful or succinct, or maybe I talked too long. <laughs> Never been on a podcast. I'm pretty no, nervous. This, this is how it works. Our silence is just that Aaron and I are like, wow, uh, we're not needed here. I, th I think the way you talk about rest and remembering is is why Sabbath is so closely linked with uh, worship itself. So it's easy for people hmm. to say, "Oh, let's let's do." I'm going to do, and this is also a, kind of a unique problem for the three of us in the ministry, where Sunday isn't is a day of work, really. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, kind of traditionally. So how we we have to think about Sabbath uh, a little bit more creatively, and uh, so I think those are some some good thoughts. How does this how does this look in so I don't know about you guys, but sometimes like the days are just bleeding into each other. So it's like it's hard to it's harder to mark time. It might be it might get a little easier now that kids are starting school, but it's harder to mark time mm -hmm. uh just with normal everyday activities, much less um with Sabbath. How do you how can we how can we think about that in pandemic times? <laughs> <laughs> that's like the million dollar question isn't it yeah i went right to it no it's great yeah well i think part of it is that um you know because we could just we could just be having a conversation about rest period right and we could talk about rest as remembering just as maddie framed it and the value of pausing from anything at any time to remember who we are in some sense in some sense you could argue that that's kind of a daily needed practice and um you know, all kinds of other spiritual practices are in some sense helping us create space within ourselves to have that kind of rest. 
Uh, yeah. But this, but Sabbath is a unique thing because it's sort of it's a concentrated time, or a, a dedicated time, to lean into those things. And I think part of what the Sabbath does is it helps us, or it's trying to help us, uh, actually delineate uh, one day from another, right? When and it's right. maybe, I mean, I think you can make a case that Sabbath is almost more important in a season of pandemic where the days, or even though maybe we're at home, the days are bleeding into each other uh, than any time before. Because for someone who who's u- usually had some distinction between weekdays and weekends, now that's gone. Because you haven't <laughs> left the house for, for any of those days. And yeah. some kind of pra- Sabbath practice then can actually become a really helpful kind of, oh, right, this day has a different quality. And because this day the different quality of this day tells me about something about who I am. I don't know. That's kind of my initial, initial kind of thought. Hmm. What that looks like is another kind of question, but. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, I guess, practically what that looks like. Cause it's so hard. Everyone has sort of different, different activities that bring them rest or that kind of restore their soul. But I do think that there is, like a discipline to Sabbath. It's, I don't, I think it's really hard, like really, really hard to find a set. If we're talking about Sabbath as like a 24 hour period, like it's really hard to, to be intentional with those 24 hours. And I think that is maybe something that too can help delineate time in this way is even if you're doing like a Friday, like a Friday evening Sabbath to a Saturday evening Sabbath um, that like you have to be intentional with those 24 hours. Like it doesn't, since maybe the other days in the week, we can kind of do what we want in more ways than we used to be able to be before this whole stay at home thing. And now it's like, Oh, these are 24 hours in which I will actually be very intentional with my time and focused with my time and, yeah, and kind of disciplined and not in like a rigorous because I'm the one who started this off by being like, it shouldn't be what, about the rules, but like in, in in a sort of intentional and devoted way, I think that maybe when we go throughout the rest of our week, we're just kind of going through the motions, sort of doing what we need to do, getting done what we need to get done. We have these 24 hours to say, like, what what will restore me? What will remind me of my place in God's kingdom what will remind me who God is I don't know this I think that discipline point is really good Maddie because it's like we we started off kind of talking about you know it should be about rest and not about rules but it is a commandment so it's like it kind of is by it's intrinsically a rule and if it if we need so much discipline to keep that commandment well it makes makes sense that it was a rule from the beginning right (laughs) If it were really easy, it wouldn't. We we wouldn't have maybe needed the commandment. But um, you're right. There's so much other stuff in life that we uh, have to think. I think, like you said, really intentionally about about keeping Sabbath. This is my great tension with Sabbath, and I think probably listeners would have heard me wrestle with this in the past as well. Is I totally get kind of the, um, yeah, like fundamentally, rest is not about rule keeping. <laughs> I like I get that. That makes sense to me. So Maddie, when you when you started, I was like, yes, I totally understand that. And then within about twenty seconds, I'm like, but how do I do this? Like, what does this mean? And pretty soon, like even our conversation. I mean, you just named this kind of tension, Maddie, yourself. Like very quickly, we begin talking about okay, what does it what does it look like? Like we start using language like intentionality, which means more than just sort of. Uh, I mean, it could mean just kind of being and sitting there. Uh, but it means doing that intentionally, you know, not zoned out. And so I, I don't know, I have, I've still, I'm still trying to reconcile what it means to, to intentionally rest, I think, in part, because that feels like it is inviting you into this wide open free space. And yet you're trying to like force yourself there, which is it's it's sort of like trying to like make yourself go to sleep at night or something like if you if you can doze off that's great but as soon as you start thinking about the fact that you're not sleeping 
you know, good like good luck. There goes your night, right? It's going to take you way longer huh. to fall asleep. And I think I feel some of that kind of like analogous wrestling uh, with Sabbath. It's like as soon as you know you want to have Sabbath, and like you're striving to do Sabbath, you're not having Sabbath. And it's like what? This is impossible. <laughs> I don't know. Does that resonate, or am I just like processing yeah. my own stuff here? No, I, that's definitely resonating, and I think you and I are both ones on the Enneagram. Aaron, I don't know what you are in the Enneagram. Um, I think I might also be a one, but I'd have to ask my wife. Okay. <laughs> Not to like bring that in, because I know that's such a buzzword nowadays. But as someone who, and maybe this is just everyone who's a product of Western society, but like we're so fueled by checking things off of lists and being productive and being efficient and self-sufficient and all of these things that we value, um, which are good things to an extent, it's hard to just say, I'm going to take a day to do nothing. And I think that's why the Sabbath shouldn't be about doing nothing. And so maybe it's as simple if we want to get really practical maybe it's if you're if you're sabbathing on sunday then saturday you think about like what are some things that would help me feel restored and renewed that would connect me to god that i don't have time to do in sort of my typical monday through friday you know saturday i do my errands and get all of that done and Sunday, I'm going to go for a walk with my family in the morning, or I'm going to do, like, I'm going to catch up on the daily prayer that I didn't listen to throughout the week, or something where maybe it is, it does require a little bit of rules and structure, but you, like, make the rules and build the structure on Saturday, and then Sunday, you just kind of, like, follow it, and I think there is this a little bit of, like, And this is a hard thing for me about taking a 24-hour period of just like kind of letting go and and recognizing some things like that you maybe wanted to do or that you were hoping to be intentional with might not happen. And part of Sabbath is just sort of like the releasing of that and the letting go and sort of trusting that like if you don't check that one thing off or you don't do that one thing that none of what we do actually makes us a child of God. That is just who we are and it's where we get to reside. And so I don't know if this is answering any of the questions, but maybe to get practical, think about the the day before you're going to start your Sabbath, think about what you want to do, what would connect you to God, and then try to do that the next day. And if you can't, then you can't. And that's fine. Like, just experience the goodness of God in some way. I love that. I, I What I hear you saying in there, Maddie, is Sabbath both uh, helps us remember that we are uh, both greater, like we are more, and we are, uh, how to put this, Sabbath, Sabbath helps us remember that we are both more than what we think we are, and we are more limited than we think we are. Like, it does both of those things at the same time. Like, we are a child of God, which means more than we probably internalize most of the time. And the fact that like literally to take a break from the things that we're doing is to acknowledge the world does not revolve around us in the way that we live six days a week, which is a really interesting combination that a a practice is doing both those things for us at the same time. Because usually I think we would do things that maybe focus on one or the other. Uh, And so, yeah, I mean, I think... Yeah, what you're saying about kind of, I think there's a helpful integration there of guidelines uh, that aren't necessarily the day of, right? That don't, we don't get lost in them, in other words. Uh, But they they do both those things. Like we're trying to engage with God in a way that reminds us that we are more than who we sometimes think. And we are both recognizing that, yeah, we, we might not do everything that we even wanted to do today and that that might just be we might not do the restful things we wanted to do today because we're inherently limited right and other things come up and interfere sometimes yeah i like that a lot 
I think one one of the interesting sort of side effects of the pandemic is that we are real. I I can speak for myself um, and others I've talked to, but I think we realize how we are creatures who. Well, not only do we need each other, we need we need social time, but we also need rhythm. Uh, and when that rhythm is dis- disrupted, uh, it feels it really. I can speak for myself. It really kind of puts us out of sorts. It's like it, we need to. We need to sort of have the the rhythm of not like the church calendar, for example, or uh, the rhythm of a week, or even the like the rhythm that you have in a day, where you're eating three meals and you're doing these things in the morning, these things in the afternoon. So that whole disruption to our rhythm is is not only um, helping us maybe need Sabbath more than ever, but it's also sort of in some ways putting for me, putting little bits of Sabbath throughout my week that I wasn't really, um, wasn't really expecting. Mm. I think too, the pandemic has like reminded us what boredom is. And I think that we, and I, I don't want to say that as like all encompassing, cause I know there are a ton of people who are essential workers and family caregivers and people who this has not been a season of boredom for. Um, so thank you and shout out to those people. But I think for a lot of others, this has been sort of a season where we are like, oh, we can get bored. Like adults can be bored. And what do we do with that? You can only sort of like default to your phone or Netflix or whatever it might be so many times before even that starts to bore you. And so I think kind of in thinking about Sabbath and silence and solitude, which I know we had also thought about um, that this like boredom is okay and like let's embrace the boredom and embrace the silence and and just sort of like be present and experience God's presence in that. Be present to yourself and to others and just sort of like be o- embrace the boredom, be okay with it. So what's the difference between like a holy boredom that was what came to mind as you talked about this. <laughs> and the yeah. boredom that we all know from, like, I, oh, well, I don't know. I'll speak for myself. Like, you're a kid. It's the middle of summer. And you go up to mom and you're just like, I'm bored. Like, there's nothing to do. And, of course, she's like, there's a million things for you to do. Like, go play outside. Like, get, get out of my hair. Uh, <laughs> like, what's the difference between that boredom? Like, the kind of complaining almost. Like, uh, I just can't work out what to do. And this kind of holy boredom that I've, I've just started calling it. I don't know. I mean, do they have to be different? I think maybe the little kid going up to your mom and saying, I'm really bored. Like we could sort of be that kid in a lot of ways to God, right? Or like, just kind of, I don't know where I'm going with this analogy, but like, okay, like, what do you have? Like, God, I want to like, I want to make a change. Like I want to do something and, and be this yeah. certain way. And maybe God's just kind of like, no, go find something. And so like this boredom that we experience can lead us to that holy boredom. Like they're one in the same and it's what we choose to do in that moment or not do. Maybe it's really just like sitting with that boredom and embracing it and feeling it as a gift in the moment with God to just sort of be and not do, I don't mm. know. That feels like a that feels like a shift though to me because I think the boredom I'm talking about as like to put a different word to it is a kind of restlessness. Like there's right, like that kid comes and it's like I want something to do, I can't think of anything to do. There's nothing in this house to do. So tell me something to do. Uh versus when we talk about some kind of sabbath experience, like it's quite the opposite of restlessness if we're talking about rest. Right. Uh, and so there's some kind of transition and maybe part of it, you're naming some of that transition, Maddie, even in what you're talking about is this sort of like a wave that you ride through uh, of sitting with that. Um, I don't know if that makes sense, but. I've been trying to see the, I've been trying to see that sort of feeling. Uh, it's like a, and like we've been saying, it's easy to feel kind of aimless, but I'm trying to see that as an opportunity. Um, 
and I know in terms of talking about Sabbath, we don't necessarily want to be like, okay, it's an opportunity to, to do more stuff and to get more <laughs> stuff done. Uh, so that's sort of counterintuitive. It's sort I mean, sort of countering uh, the idea of Sabbath. But I, I found that I am getting some stuff done that I would not have normally gotten done. So in, in some ways that feels... I wonder if Sabbath can even... Can Sabbath extend to, um, no, I'm answering my own question. I don't think it can, but can Sabbath <laughs> extend to some sort of, um, some sort of accomplishment? Can it extend to, uh, the, the feeling of, uh, being gratified by what you've been, by what you've done with the time that you've been given? Ooh, this opens up a whole new thing. That's a really good question. I th I think I mean if we go back to kind of Maddie's opening premise that Sabbath isn't about rules, then the answer has to be yes, and it's more a question of how do you do that and how do you engage with that. Right. In other words, there's ways, uh, and maybe Maddie can jump in and correct me in a second, but it seems like there's ways to accomplish something that are framed and full of a sense of who you really are, and who God is, and how this is a particular kind of thing. And there are also ways of doing things, which are probably our normal mode of doing things, that are preoccupied with productivity, preoccupied with a kind of pride, preoccupied, uh, you know, with just distracting ourselves, which are an antithetical to Sabbath, right? But it's like, I mean, you can imagine someone who has a hobby of furniture making, and for their Sabbath, they go out and they make a chair, and it is a great delight to them, and... Uh, they feel sort of like God's delight in this whole creative process, then you can imagine a furniture maker professionally who should never on their Sabbath go out and make a chair. Like it would be because no. that's their profession, right? Uh, it's literally would, the day. It's literally the day that God rested from creating things. Right. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. So I don't know if that resonates, but it seems to me like if we're going to say Sabbath is not actually, is not fundamentally about rules, uh, but about these orientations then it is, it is possible. I want to say it is possible to accomplish something on a Sabbath. Oh, Maddie, okay. No, I actually, I really like you brought up distractions and I think that could be a really helpful way to frame the conversation about Sabbath. Like maybe because so much of what we do during the week sort of distracts us from like who we like a lot of what we do during the week is good. Like I don't want to diminish that. I think we do a lot of good work when we are doing things. But there's also like, you know, I'm sitting waiting waiting for I don't know, like waiting I'm not waiting in a line at a coffee shop anymore cuz we can't really go to those. But like <laughs> I'll say I'm waiting to do something and I go on my phone to distract me. That's like a little tiny moment maybe like sabbath can be a whole day of just sort of like not get not allowing things to distract us because i realized sort of as i'm thinking back over this conversation that i started off by saying sabbath is really intentional but then i said no but everyone just embraced the boredom so that's not super helpful so maybe it's like you can be intentional about your Sabbath, but if you're finding yourself being distracted by things in your Sabbath or if you're being bored in your Sabbath, just sort of like be intentional with that boredom, I guess. Don't allow yourself to be distracted by the things of this world or the things that are calling you away from remembering who God is and who you are. And that can kind of be like the parameters of like of Sabbath. I don't know why Sabbath is so hard to like so deeply personal. Well, it is really, it it's hard. Really hard. Like, this is what you should do. This is how you should think about it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think like the kind of the meta level of this conversation, I think reveals, yeah, that there's not, there's nothing formulaic about Sabbath, but that it requires kind of a constant attention. In other words, like you could have a day off and move from Sabbath to not Sabbath within seconds, right? And back. Uh, and 
uh, it requires kind of a, a meaningful attention, which maybe is a form of intentionality, but maybe it's just sort of, yeah, it, it's trying to create a space for us to pay that kind of attention. And you can pay attention in all kinds of ways, doing all sorts of things, right? But that attention is fundamentally kind of orienting us toward God. Um, and so, yeah, but that's that's hard because it, it does, it is a, I mean, I wonder if it feels like a different kind of work because it's a thing we don't usually do, but isn't actually a kind of work. Does that make sense? Like, as we talk about paying attention, it seems to me that paying attention is what we are fundamentally created for. Like, we are created to pay attention to God, to one another. And when we are at our most flourishing, that is the most natural thing we could do. Uh, we have so much that purposely... Uh, sometimes purposely, sometimes for capitalistic gain, for all kinds of reasons, uh, tries to like help us not pay attention to the things that we're doing. So then when we talk about paying attention, it feels like the hard work, even though it's actually a return to the natural, like what we are supposed to do. Hmm. Um, but then, then it feels bizarre because we talk about Sabbath as if it is a kind of work <laughs> when really actually, no, we're just, we're just returning to our natural state so to speak. Uh, but we, but we are disoriented from that. We are disconnected from that in so many ways in the midst of our lives. I want to move toward, I want to move toward a little bit of a conclusion. And, uh, if that's okay with you guys. And I'm going to take I, that I know, as Aaron, I, as Aaron saying perfect. that that last point was so good. It's time to wrap it up. <laughs> This is, as you know, Maddie, it's okay that we don't necessarily have answers on Curious Church Podcast. Hey, listeners, no answers. We're not doing answers. We're only doing more questions and having uh, and being more curious about things. But I just, I just had this idea as we were talking about, Maddie, you're talking about distractions a little bit. And I have found that, I, I've, I've come across this accidentally, but I'm going to try to do it more intentionally, is that my, my phone will this i think this might be a baby step a practical baby step for listeners and i'm going to try this listeners if you want to join me i think this might be this might it's be a, cool it's a curious church Fine. challenge it's a, the curious church challenge the curious church put no phone for one day a week one day a week no phone wow and and i don't know how this if that resonates with you but for me that would help me to be more intentional about my surroundings it helps me be more intentional with my kids and with my wife and with God. Honestly, I think everything, like, I think that I can do it and I'm going to try it and I'm going to have that be my Sabbath. What do you think? I love it. I mean, I you don't have to do it, but I'm going to try it. Why not experiment? Right. And I'll, re I'll report back. Post about it on social media, would you? Uh, <laughs> Could you live stream that, actually? Live stream. <laughs> okay, I'll just give your, your phone free day. <laughs> I'll just get my iPad out instead. Like, that's what I do instead. There you go. <laughs> oh. no, uh, I, listeners, if you want to try this, I, I, wanna, I, want, I want to hear how it goes if you opt to, to go this route. And nice. I know it, it can be impractical in certain situations, but... Um, you know, maybe be, you have to call your mom or something, but I'd be really curious. Uh, yeah. Also going to listeners, you know, so much of this we talked about is so kind of hyper personal often, but it's helpful sometimes to yeah. kind of pull resources and ideas. So Aaron's offered the curious church challenge, but we'd love to hear from you. Like what is effective Sabbathing for you? What is something you do uh, that helps you Yeah, pay attention or be intentional and enter this kind of uh, place of remembering who you are and who God is? You can always email us, CuriousChurch at GrandSprings.org. Yeah. We should have a phone number where people can call and uh, leave a voicemail. Yeah, go ahead. Share yourself. Can hear from uh, listeners. Aaron. Okay. It's, uh... <laughs> no, wait. I, I, can, I can share a number, actually. If you do want to call in and you want to leave a oh, voicemail. Oh, I love this. Uh, listeners, call in. I love this. You can call 916-258-5098. That's my work number. You can leave a voicemail there. And uh, I have no idea how we would how we would share it on air, but we could probably work out a way. Maddie said oh, there's a what? solution to my Android Apple situation. There's a way to get that voicemail. 
I, I have an even better idea. Some podcasts are doing this that I listen to. You record a little audio memo on your phone, then you can email it um, to the Curious Church at grandspreeze.org. Yeah. Okay. Well, do whatever you It'll want, be... I guess. I mean, we've given you all the options now. Oh, I, I, I love this. I can't wait to hear from listeners. I, we really need to hear your voices, listeners, especially during a pandemic. We don't get to see anyone or hear yeah. anyone. Uh, I've, I don't even have my phone on me anymore, so I'm just <laughs> extra lonely. So I really it, it need moved that. from a one day challenge to a seven days a week challenge. <laughs> I threw my I threw my phone in the ocean, so I really need to hear from you. Oh dear, cool. Let, let us know, listeners. Maddie, this is your first podcast. How are you feeling now? You came in a little frazzled because of the alarm. I mean, you didn't seem frazzled to us, but how do you feel? How do you yeah. feel now? I feel good. I think I also have a question for listeners. If I can throw that oh. in double question well i have um our baby monitor on my phone so unfortunately probably shouldn't turn my phone off for my sabbath let it go maddie let it go he'll be fine he'll be distraction fine. distraction that's <laughs> true the baby is a great source of distraction and joy but um i think my question and this is something that i want to i'm going to be thinking about and so i would love to hear if others have thoughts on this as well what they're thinking about but don't get so overwhelmed by like the 24 hour period of Sabbath. Mm. I think that can just be like very daunting. If they, if you can just think of one thing that while you're doing it or not doing it, that you feel fully alive, just try to integrate that into your life once a week. For me, it's very simple. I feel very alive when I go for a walk to Starbucks and then I just take my coffee and I go for a walk with my family. And it's just sort of like the most perfect thing I could do in this world. Super simple. Just find one thing where you feel fully alive and do that once a week. Start small. Embrace the gifts God has for us. Was, was that a question, Maddie, for the listeners? or Yeah, find, what's just... the one thing where you feel fully oh, alive? Oh, what's your one thing? Gotcha. Share it. Gotcha. It seems like you were kind of jumping on my challenge thing, Maddie. I don't think that's cool. I'm sorry. I um, thought we were all maybe so... jumping in on that. <laughs> I felt like I needed to contribute. This is really, really kind of my thing. Oh, gosh. Uh, so there's now two Curious Church challenges. <laughs> I'm so sorry. And, uh, the failed. way that I actually think about it, listeners, is this is the challenge of the Curious Church challenges. So we have challenge v. challenge. And please let us know which challenge you have decided to take on as your own challenge in a voicemail, voice memo emailed to us. Could, I felt so this challenged is the way I like by to end the, the podcast. challenge that I just had to think of my own. So sorry. Well, so I think we've uh, made this as confusing for as possible for them yeah. in terms of contacting us and what to tell us when they do contact Forget us. Forget my yeah. question. Well, when, they finish, when they finish, the whole goal is just for them to think, well, that was curious. And I think I think we've really achieved that. I think we've really achieved that today, you guys. Um, what do you think? I think it might be time to say goodbye. Let's do it. It uh, it saddens me. I'll miss you both. I'll miss you. I miss you too, listeners. Please, please. I'm desperate. Please, please call us. Aaron please has never pled pleaded like this. Pleaded, <laughs> pled, pleaded for uh, voicemails like this. So. And uh, so, uh, yeah, live from live from two closets in an office. Uh, until next time, this is Aaron. I'm Matt. I'm Maddie. Thanks for being curious with us. <laughs>